Just to see what I did with Revival, um, I obviously have to give Interscope a lot of credit because of how much they really believed in me and they, they, they cherished what I wanted. I wanted to sound like my own artist and I just don't think I knew who I was and I was figuring that out. So I feel like Revival was the right step. You know, we did the, the music that I wanted to do. We found where I wanted to go and then from that point on, I feel like it's evolved. My music's just grown. What was the biggest lesson you learned from Revival? Just to learn how to stand up for myself. I think it was really hard in the past because you kind of have to accept things for what it is. You're, you know, 15, 16, 17, you're going to be easily influenced by these adults who are saying, Mm. you know, this is what people want to listen to. Do this song and work with this producer only because this is going to be great. And the older you get, the more you're like, no, I actually don't feel inspired by this. This is not me. I don't feel like I'm being authentic. I don't want this. But and isn't that important, right? Like you've even said in the past that your shows are now filled with a different crowd. Yeah. People that might be your age, right? And it's hard for you to get up there and kind of sell the things that maybe you used to sell or songs that you used right. to s- sing. Right. Coming from you now, it is more authentic, but it's also, it, it's genuine, right? Like you actually understand the plight of maybe the average 20-something. Yeah, of course, because, you know, when I when I was in my little tutu on stage, <laughs> yeah, that was the time for me to be doing that. And that's how I felt, genuinely how I felt. And now the age that I'm at and I'm looking in the crowd and I'm seeing these 20-year-olds who are going through the same thing I'm going through. I know what they're experiencing it's it's almost like I would be lying if I'm just sitting there saying it's great. Life's great. It's awesome. It ain't. I think anybody would in this room would say your 20s are just so complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody's like, yeah, I've, I've loved being, you know, figuring out my 20s. It's just it's you're evolving. You're constantly changing. And I, I look at, I look to them and they inspire me, too. It's just crazy. How do you deal with the you go through now? Like, how, how do you sort through it all? Um, I'm a big advocate for therapy. I'm a big, a big advocate for taking care of yourself. I think it's very important to just surround yourself with people that help you. And I, like I said, I've, I've taken time off. It's scary. It's scary to say, Hey, I'm not going to really do this anymore. I've been doing it since I was seven. I'm going to take a break. Hopefully everybody in my team supports it. If not, then it's just if I'm not happy, it's not worth it. So I think I just really had to take care of myself first. Not worth it. And then the product is, you know, not what anybody on your team right. wants it to be. It's just a really shit cycle. Yeah, exactly. Bad. Yeah. What, best lesson you learned from your therapist? Um, I've been on the hard. fence about going into one. I, I think that's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds a lot scarier to people than it actually is. It's just more... About honestly, to me, what I think it's like holding a mirror to yourself and and actually acknowledging the things that you don't really want to acknowledge about yourself, about the situations that you put yourself in. I mean, there's so many times where you're just sitting there and you're like, I know why I'm making this choice. Why am I doing this? You know. And I think that's the importance of having a good inner dialogue with yourself. I feel like I need that. <laughs> where, where it's you, great. Where do you think you would be without the therapy or without taking those days off? I don't think. I don't think it would be that I would be in a different place. I just feel like I wouldn't be as settled. I don't think I would be as comfortable in my skin. I think I have a lot of of pressures, Mm -hmm. Um, like everybody else does from school or work or whatever else it may be. I I just felt like I became overwhelmed with that, and I don't think I would have handled it as well as I can handle it now. So I think it's just... I don't know, giving me more control. What does Selena Gomez today want in her music? What are you looking for? 
I think right now I just I love I love the fact that you know when I heard Bad Liar on the radio the first time it's just it just felt so refreshing yeah. if that's that right word to use no, I get because it. I love that I love that it can just stand on its own and it just I want my music to feel like it can go anywhere you know and I I like being able to put out records and sometimes people don't know it's me there's some sort of mystery that I still think is important and I and I love lyrics you know I think music and melody like I love hip-hop I love all types of music but sometimes you get so wrapped up in in the production that you just forget the words and yeah. I really love working on my lyrics and making them meaningful. You mentioned mystery, which I think is like kind of interesting because if you look back at all the songs you've released, like they were so standalone for the most part, the songs that made it to radio from anything that you were doing at Disney Channel. Mm. And if you listen to them, even for like the first five or six times, like nobody would know that you were the girl from Wizards, mm-hmm. right? Because they were, I mean, you're, not, not that your, your voice was crazy different in every song, but like it was always, it was always unique. Right. You know, do you feel like that really helped you succeed early on? Because, you know, there was no association then with Disney. There was Maybe. later once people realized it. Maybe, but I, I also just think that when you're so young, what are you going to possibly sing about? Yeah. I mean, what am I going to be, like, 15 being talking about heartache? And I really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't it's, think so. Like, there's, there's experience. There's experience that happens. There's, you know, there's, there's moments in life that break you down, and then it translates in your music. I think The Heart Wants What It Wants was one of those moments for me where I... I was like, there's no way that I can just release music right now that, that makes people happy because I'm not happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm going through one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. And I, I, I put it into my art and I was very proud of that. And hopefully there were people in the world that, that felt that song thinking, I'm not alone. That's great. That's so cool to, to be able to connect with somebody who gets it. I think, you know, people need to know that. But, and by the way, like, that's a scary thing for you to do, right? Yeah. Whether put your feelings in a song, right, which you obviously do, but also you've come out publicly at award shows and speeches, and not only do you get immense respect from your peers, but you know from everybody across the nation, across the globe. When you when you when you do those things, how do you feel after you share the most vulnerable side of yourself and people appreciate it? I think that it. I hope it allows especially young women, to understand that there is such strength and vulnerability. I think people get scared to share their feelings because it's like, be strong, be confident, be good. And that's a lot of pressure. And I think I I think I just wanted to be in a place where I could be honest with people. That's that's all I wanted. I think people deserve that. And I'm not (laughs) I'm not really good at trying to sit on a couch and talk about things that I don't care about. And, and and this is a weird word, but it's kind of my testimony. It's kind of like what I've been through. It just shows people that, yeah, I went through all this stuff, but I'm going to continue to do what I love. If I don't love doing this, I'll just, I'll stop. But, but I love it. And I'm not going to really let anything bring me down. I want to continue to do it and do it well. And hopefully, you know, that's, that's that. <laughs> and you become incredibly stronger because of it. Yes. I think so. Yeah, I mean, insane. The resiliency is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's, but you know, they give me that. My yeah. my fans and my, fr- my friends, my family, my team, they give that back to me. And I just, I want people to have that. You know, I think everybody deserves that. Do you still believe today that you want people to forget you? Um, yeah, yes. I think what it should have said. <laughs> so what Zach is referring to is my Vogue interview, I can tell. Yes. Um, my Vogue said, I just can't wait for the day for people to forget about me just as, as just, 
a little less about certain things. I, I get you know, it. I don't. I think I'm. I'm so passionate about the work that I do, but it just sometimes it comes with stuff that I. I'm just, you know, gotta like hold my tongue with, and it sucks. <laughs> but it's just it's. It's it's a complicated thing, you know, it really is. I love what I do. I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm not complaining at all. It's just there are moments where, yeah, it would be easier to just step away for a second. But you have the power to eliminate one thing from the from fame, right? What do you get rid of? Uh maybe the invasiveness. Okay. I think, yeah. you know, makes I, sense. I get it, but I think there's a lot of people that deserve, you know, their space and their time and um, I'm not just talking about me. I think everybody should have those moments. Do you ever get used to it? It, it just it's just uh, uh, the season. It's the season in life. If I'm doing promo, you kind of just have to prepare yourself for it. Let's it. just be realistic yeah. here. But if I'm at home and I want to go grocery shopping with my girlfriends because we're going to have a barbecue, it's fine. We're going to go shopping and it'll be fine and it's going to be great. What do you want people to remember about you? Um, I, I've or if I can. I think they have said this before. My my heart for people. I think I don't. If, if there's something that I wish people would know is that I really genuinely love people. I love relationships. I think friendships and people can suck and people can be really great. But that's how you learn in life. You know, I love giving people when people come at me with their worst. I love coming back at them with my best because you don't know what people are going through, and I just feel. Like, my heart has always been called for people. I, I don't know why. That may sound so cheesy. I'm sorry no. if it does. I just, I really believe that. I believe there's a reason that I've been given the opportunity to have a platform. Like, there's not a better feeling in the world than to make somebody smile. And even if I feel like shit inside, you know, it just, there's there's a moment where I step out of it and I and I get to make a little girl smile or person smile and it's just like oh wow i can't believe i get to do that that's cool it, it makes it worth it it really does uh, your life now how big of a part does religion play um i think it's hard because i don't know if it's necessarily that i believe in religion as much as i believe in faith and a, a relationship with you know god to Got me. It. okay i've never really pressured and you know been so the person that's like this is what it should be i've just experienced things in my life where there are holes in things that nothing else can fill. And I know that if I didn't have the faith that I had, it wouldn't have gotten me through some of the hardest times in my life. And I stand by that. I think there's just a lot that have, that I wouldn't have been able to do. Um, so I, I think it's not really that word freaks me out sometimes. I, I get it. You know? Yeah. No, it's weird. It, 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 it's sadly yeah, there's a bad connotation. Around it is. It. And yeah. I, and I don't believe that. I think it's just, it's, it's a universal love and it's something that is irreplaceable. It's, it's just, it casts out all this, it casts out all fear, you know? I'm going to that stage in my life where I'm kind of figuring out the difference within me of, you know, the difference between religion and faith, right? right. Exactly what you said, because I grew up in a Catholic school. I went for eight years right. and God played a huge role in my life, but I'm not necessarily religious, but I do believe in God. I, right. I Again, I, I feel kind of the same way you do. Yeah, it's 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 tricky, you know, and I, I've never been one to pressure anyone, you know, it's kind of something that anybody should, anyone has the right to figure out themselves. Yeah. So where's the Bad Liar music video? I see a lot of people asking about that. It, it exists. <laughs> I don't know. It's on Spotify. It Well, so I did, yes, I did an exclusive thing with um, Spotify and then, you know, we'll we'll release that one after. But 
it's it's interesting because there's a lot that's been going on with my content. When I got out of the facility, I I was very creatively frustrated because I didn't know where I wanted my my stuff to go. I'd felt very glamorized on the last run, and I think with this next chapter in music, I wanted it to feel just a little bit more raw. So Petra Collins, which I'm obsessed with, she's one of my favorite people. She's a photographer. She's my age from Toronto. And I kind of became really close friends with her and she's inspired me. You know, she's she's capturing these photos that are just real and not overdone and not a lot of Photoshop. And she kind of helped create some of the the illustrations of what my music is going to be. And she's helped me with a lot. I value her opinion. So just kind of found like a partner in crime in a way. And um, that that's where I'm at right now. So she shot stuff that we've done that's a little weird and different that I, than I'm normally used to, but it's beautiful. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Does that kind of describe what your new sound is in your music? You're just trying different? Like, do they all kind of correlate? A little bit. Yeah, there is a little bit of a correlation just because of the because the sounds are so different from each other there is this theme because everything's so content based now you know you're you're seeing so much visually with what the music is and now you know the attention span of people is just so quick there's something that's changing all day every day and i try not to be in everyone's faces i just try to like post or talk about the things that i care about and let the music speak for itself and with that i want the imagery to to, to do the music justice it's not the same anymore. People aren't making, you know, blown out, glamorous music videos that are just hot. They're they're actually pieces of art now. It, it, it's pretty incredible. It's like incredible how it's evolved. Yeah, it's cool. Does the records tell a story top to bottom? Um, of course they do, because I feel like I'm one of the most emotional people <laughs> in the world. Um, and I'm OK with that. I really am. I think it, I think it's one of my, my my best qualities and one of my weakest qualities. But it's it is who I am. So there is some sort of emotion in each song. There's, there's got to be something that's there's passion underneath it all. So for sure, were a lot of these songs written before or after you went away? Like, did you write some and then scrap it and then write new stuff? Or? Both. Yeah, okay. it was weird. There's a few songs that we were listening to when I got out that, um, that was crazy. That I was on a, that kind of explained where I was in that time in my life. And then when I got out, I went back into the studio and started from scratch again and it was really cool to see where I had gone where I'd been um but I can't wait because I I basically feel like I have an album already I'm just figuring out you know where it's gonna go what was the biggest difference between uh, those the 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 different sets of records you know before you, you went into treatment and when you came out I just think the stories I think even just the way I sang them it was really hard. There's just, I, I deal with it every day. I think a lot of girls do too. I mean, a lot of guys probably, of course, is like your insecurities. Yeah. There's, there's, certain, there's certain songs I listen to and I, I knew I felt so confident being in that room and just giving it my all. And then other songs I'm sitting there and I was like, wow, I felt like crap. That, that, I could tell that my heart was just like, I don't feel good about myself in this song. And it applied to my lyrics sometimes. So it was, it was interesting. Is it scary listening back to those songs, being like, whoa, look at me? No, it's beautiful. I think it's cool. And some of those songs I, I am going to release and I, I will share with my fans because they're, it's, not, it's not dark. It's just honest. It's mm-hmm. beautiful and just kind of where I was then. And I liked the vocals. I liked that they sounded very genuine. Has your new relationship helped influence your music, whether it be lyrics or sound or anything like that? Um, 
No, I think for me, I like to keep that really separate. I feel like for so long, I think, you know, being being a young woman, I was, I've been single, I mean, like four years. I think it's so important. And I spent so much time making sure that everything that I do, I do for myself. So as much as that has been inspiring, because I love to be inspired by people that I do love and care about, but I, I, I'm a big advocate on making sure that I'm doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Because the moment I start doing something because I'm influenced by someone else, whoever it may be, it just doesn't work out. Yeah. So believe it or not, I keep that very, very separate, which is good. I, I don't say, I, I, believe it or not, I feel like, you know, over time, like... Y- it's, I don't want to say poop where you eat, but like, you know, why would you, why, why, you know, you don't mix business and pleasure like that. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you got to be, I'm in my own world, you know, I, I've worked this hard, you know, this is, this is my stuff. <laughs> exactly. Are you, are, I mean, are you looking for, not notes, but are you playing your music, obviously, for those in your life? Yeah, I do sometimes. And then sometimes I don't. I just think it's, it's whatever I feel in that moment. You know, I, sometimes I'll just spend a few months in the studio and it's just the people that I work with and I figure out where I want to go. And then when I'm proud of something, maybe I'll be like, Hey, yeah, this is where I am. I'd I'd love to see what people think. Cool. Do you feel like now where you are today, you're ready to go back on tour on stage in front of all those people? I do miss it. Yeah, I do. But I want to make sure that I figure out, you know, obviously what the album or music or the rest of everything else is going to come out first. I think that's my priority. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that it do, I do it justice. There's a lot of music that I want to make sure I can perform and a lot of stuff that I want to take away that I had to perform in the past. So I want to make sure I'm really ready for it. But I do I do miss it. Is I, it I love it. Is it fun to set up that set list for tour? Because like yeah. you, you, you go through so much history. For sure. It's great because I, I always try to find ways to reinvent the songs that I've done. And then there are, you know, not going to lie, there are songs that I don't want to perform anymore. Um, and then that's me growing up as well. So, yeah. yeah. Will naturally make the set list? I've not performed naturally in so long. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's That was one of my favorite songs, though. That's Did, crazy. What a throwback. Yo, I don't that, know. That I was your know. first big radio single. 100%. That yes, was it was. First time you, you granted me an interview. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And you've been so nice to keep doing it ever since. So. Of course. Thanks, dude. Great. Uh, uh, quickly about more about the music. Is your voice been like a vocal, like a focal point? Because it seems a lot different in this song, which I think it sounds really cool, but it doesn't really sound like you. Yeah, yeah I think that was that was the idea. I live in mid tempo. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes my my label will even, <laughs> you know, after I've worked in the studio for a while, they're like, "All right, can we get some more upbeat songs <laughs> in from you?" And 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 it's fine, but it's because that's just where I'm comfortable. I love challenging myself vocally to to know what my strengths are. I know where I'm not great and I know where I'm really great. And I think that me telling stories, me getting intimate with a song is where my strength is. So I like challenging myself and I do like the way my voice has a tone, a very specific mm-hmm. tone. And I think I explore that and I go through that. Are you uh, excited to perform the song live? I am. But what I want to do if I, you know, I'm working on a few stuff right now with me personally and then we're figuring out the next stuff. But Yes, because there are so many ideas that I want. And I think for me, not being all over the place right now has been really good for me mentally. But when it happens, it's got to be really special. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to something that's going to be different and unique.
I, I got to move on to executive producer Selena Gomez. <laughs> like, who is EP Selena? Like, wh- what do you bring into the editing room? Like, editing room? Yeah, I'm not an editor. But so, I mean, you come but, in with notes, no? No, it's so we had a no. So, 13 Reasons Why was a book that we had for seven years. My mom found it, and we originally were going to adapt it into a film, and I was going to be Hannah. Okay. And after, you know, a lot of people didn't want to talk about this subject. It was a very complicated subject to talk about. It's not an easy thing to just make a a film and or series about. For obvious reasons. Yes, for obvious reasons. And so it took a while to find the right partners. We partnered with Paramount and then Netflix and got the the, the best writing team and we created it. I don't, I don't think I expected it to do what it did. It was very successful and it caused a lot of controversy and there was a lot of talk about it, but... You created a much-needed conversation in our world. I think there's that fine balance of figuring out if that was what it was. We did the book justice. That's Mm -hmm. unfortunately and fortunately exactly what the story is. And then for season two, which we're going to do, I think there's going to be a lot of questions that will be answered, a lot of resolutions, a lot of repercussions. And I think that'll be a little bit more relieving to those questions that were being, you know, asked. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you give any notes as they went into season two? Like, was there anything yeah. that you needed to see or you felt the audience needed to see? Well, when when we came in, I went to the writer's room and they gave us a little idea of where the characters are going. Yeah. I'm not a writer by all means. I'm not going to sit there and write a series. <laughs> but you know but, TV. But I no. but I wanted to make sure, you know, that they everybody's aware of what the conversation is, where these characters are, where they where we left them, where we're going to take them. So it is fun to be able to be a part of that and, you know, embrace that because it was, I'm very proud of it, you know. I mean, congratulations. Thank it's you. It's incredible. What, what types of projects are you looking to EP next? I think I just want to do things that I'm passionate about. I feel like not, it doesn't have to have a message as much as, I mean, as intense as 13 Reasons Why, but the book, you know, books is where we usually start or articles that we find and my mom and I have always just been like partners in crime when it comes to that stuff. She's a really good eye, so... Just things that are that are really good stories. What would it take to get you back in front of the camera? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a, it's like a different world than music because music they're like go out there and be out there and acting's like you can't tell anybody anything ever about nothing <laughs> until eight months from now. So it's almost it's almost like I have no job right now in that world. So it's kind of like. But you might have a job in that world. Yeah, like tomorrow, maybe. You know what I mean? It's such a weird world, a weird space to be in. But I love it. I love, I miss it. You know, it's, it was my first love, honestly. I believe the LA phrase is attached to a project, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but then maybe the project happens or not. Yeah. Wizards reboot. And I don't know. No. <laughs> but it was fun. You know, it was, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. And me and David were talking about it. My older brother oh, on the show. It was so funny. Come we on. did like a story. I, I I understand. I'm so proud of that. It was so fun, but it was so funny. We were just, you know, having dinner and we were talking about it hypothetically where we would be. But, you know, we're all older. Everybody's, David's married now. It's like we're in such different places in our lives. Would you EP a next generation Wizards? Oh, totally. Come on. That'd I, be cool. Right? Yeah. Okay, let's put that out into the universe. I love my littles. My littles, they're the best. Kids are honest. I love it. And then also, right, like, say you do that, you're also helping the next generation. Yeah. Also, quickly, how does it like, still feel weird to have the most Instagram followers? What are you, like, 122 million now? I don't. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know how to answer that. It's just weird. Because I, I feel like there's some sort of, 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think it's something I would have no matter what, not the amount. I just think it's, it's the millennial. It's what we do. It's Instagram. It's, I love being connected. I love content. I love imagery. I've gotten some, like some of my best inspiration from Instagram, like other people's pages. I'm like on food pages and I'm on like workout pages. It's art. Yeah. Motivated. It just, there's, it's addicting and it's crazy, but it's. It's a little intense sometimes. Do you, do you ever wonder like why you like why do people flock to you and there's like Beyonce and Taylor? There's always right. people and you always come out on top when it comes to this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But they're all. I, I mean, I love them. <laughs> do you follow them? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you taught me what <laughs> you taught me what Instagram was for the first time ever. I did. Yeah, uh, we were backstage at one of your concerts, and like it was when it first came out, and you blew my mind with this thing in the filters. You're hilarious. And then a couple years later, you taught me what a Finstagram was. Do you know what that is? Which one's that? Fake Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to have one. Does that still one hundred percent? Does that still exist? No, it doesn't. I got too stressed. <laughs> just, I just yeah. Sometimes I'm like no no. It's just too much. <laughs> too many Instagram accounts. Yeah no. Yeah. Is it still annoy you when there's paparazzi everywhere? Like I know you were kind of like flustered today, and then you go out yeah, in New York, and there's like you're wearing a dress and you flash pictures, and it's kind of see through. Like does that still bother you? No, I didn't. I, I didn't know. <laughs> so that part was more like oh. <laughs> Damn it. But, um, <laughs> but you know what? It happens. I think yeah. it's like, it's Whatever. life, you know, it's like, I don't really anticipate any of it. I, I think it's hilarious. And I think it's also really awkward. I don't think I'll ever get used to it. I think it's just one of those things where I get it, but I also feel weird complaining about it because it's just, it's such a, I don't know. They can do so much more in the world right now. Right. And that's yeah. the last thing people should be worrying about, but it's all right. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, and you can make news with anything because Selena Gomez eats cheesecake was all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, that is weird. <laughs> it's a little sad. I mean, not not it saying it is that, a little bit, but yeah. you know what? I genuinely believe it'll be a whole new wave of people eventually. <laughs> it's it's all just this is how it works, you know. But like, how good was the cheesecake? It was bomb. I, my favorite kind of cake. It was bomb. Right, good. Totally worth that. That's all headline. I want to know. Yeah. I just want to know how good the cheesecake. Amazing. Is. Do you look forward to that day that it's a whole next wave of people? Uh, yeah, I do, because I, I think I'll always be able to do what I love and be passionate about it. But, there, you know, there's there's just specific phases in life, and I've seen it. I think everybody has seen it. It's it's how this business works, I think. At what phase in life did you actually enjoy the paparazzi? Because I'm sure, like, at one point maybe it was cool or no? No. The first time it happened, I actually got scared because I thought somebody was— um, they were running, and I thought somebody was like like attacking. So in a way, I I got really nervous. Yeah, that's when my anxiety kicked in. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'm really comfortable. I love being with people who make me laugh. That like well that I'm with that make me laugh about it. They'll just make me feel comfortable. So there are moments where I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable, but it's just no. I don't think there was a moment where like this is amazing because yeah. sometimes they're. Asshole. They were aggressive. Like, yeah. They're like mean. It's, yeah. They're just like mean. But then at other times they're nice. So whatever. But the, just, it is. Then I also think like if I had their life, I, I might be really bitter and angry a little bit too, I guess. Maybe. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't even want to attempt to relate to that. Okay. I got to thank you for doing this. Yeah, no, I love being here. You've it's spent good. a lot of quality time here and it means a lot. Yeah, yeah it's I, good. And I thank you for all the years of doing interviews with me because yeah. it, seriously, I, I you helped my career out a ton in ways I don't even think you know. So you're very, you're very sweet. You've done the same for me. 
This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.